a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. Jesus approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to Jesus all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him and on finding him said, everyone is looking for you. Jesus told them, let us go on to nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. All our local TV stations have these very interesting slogans. You know, they're trying to pull viewers in. And I thought Channel 58 had probably the most interesting one because it makes me scratch my head in the place where there's no hair. You know what I mean? Do you know Channel 58 slogans? News, not noise. News, not noise. <laughs> you know what? That kind of describes how restless and chaotic our country and even world, our world is right now with all the news that we are bombarded with. How do you know when news crosses over from to noise? How do you know when it hits the point where it's basically noise to you? Record cold temperatures, heavy snow out east. To me, that's noise. Dr. Fauci predicts another mini super spreader and how we should be wearing our masks. News or noise? The new stimulus plan. News or noise? When kids are not in the classroom, children virtually learn nothing. News? Or noise. And this morning I heard Aaron Rodgers is engaged. News or noise. <laughs> but you, you, you get the point. You get the point where there's so much of this going on, you wonder what does this all mean? And maybe even like Job, 
Where's God in all of this? Is he there at all? If St. Paul was standing here right now, he could answer that question with a personal testimony because it's based on today's second reading. Paul says when he freely accepts his hardships and his sacrifices, he can identify himself with the weak. So in other words, God is helping St. Paul or giving him those little miracles that he needs so he can be a good person to the point that he could be a servant or a minister of God. See how God works for St. Paul when he gives him those miracles. Let's take the gospel. We hear about Jesus healing Simon's mother-in-law, and it was immediate, okay? You know what? Some scripture scholars joke about this. It's kind of funny. The reason why the mother-in-law was healed right away because Jesus and his disciples were hungry, so they needed somebody to make dinner. Ha, ha, ha. Anyways, there's a more important question that's going on that you all need to be aware of. Which is more important when it comes to a miracle? That we are healed from it? Or that we are healed for it? Let me say it again. Is it more important that we are healed from something or more important that we are healed for it? If you answer what we are healed for, it's correct. That's correct. God uses his healings on each and every one of us so that we can be better people, better ministers, for God. And you know what? Sometimes we pray for healing, but it never really comes. I remember the story about a, a blind priest who's also a wonderful counselor and a confessor. And what someone once asked him, have you ever prayed that your sight might be restored? And he said, no, he's never, ever prayed for that because he failed if he would have this new, newly regained sight, it would take away from the gifts of his ministry of counseling and confessing. You see, he has an inner vision, an inner vision that the greater gift he has here, inside, in his own heart, is better than what he's seeing with his eyes. Let me ask you today, have you been, been praying for some kind of healing? Would your, how would your life or relationship change because of that, if you were healed? 
Would it help you serve God better? That's the challenge we face each and every single day. Because regardless of our illnesses, our hardships, our sufferings, our difficult situations, we are called to serve God. I want to point out something that's also happening in today's gospel, which I think is a tragedy. Listen up. The crowd is desperate. Immediately, sometime in the, in the night, I'm talking 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, they're moving, they're trying to get to Jesus. They're trying to get to that house so that they can be cured of whatever infirmities that they're dealing with. You see what these people are looking for? They're looking for short-term healing from something. And then once they get it, they go on and life is normal. Hey, did you know that of a thousand prayers that go up to God at any moment, maybe one or two of them are just for gratitude and thanksgiving. The rest is we're always asking God for something. Talk about being used. On the other hand, We never hardly ever think of the long-term healing that Jesus really wants to give us, and that's the healing of our souls. What's the healing that you need in your soul right now? And if we're not asking for any healing there, that is a tragedy. So as we hear the news and the noise every day, Do you know what doesn't make the headlines? Those few and quiet people who manage their sorrows, their sufferings, their limitations, their sins in such a way that they're trying to move forward and be people of God. We don't hear about them. But those are the people that when healing comes, if it comes, if it comes, they will minister to other people in the ways that they have been healed. Hmm. You know, when my friends tell me that, you know what, Father, I hope my children never have to experience the hardships I went through when I was growing up. Have you heard that before? That's sad. I don't necessarily agree with that. Do you know that the hardship that brought you where you are right now made you the person who made you what you are? That's got to be worth something, considering that you're a better person than you were before. Everyone, everyone has been disadvantaged in any way, maybe even unfairly. And maybe the one way you deal with that is you didn't have to struggle. Okay. But struggling in the service 
of the gospel or with God, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. And we should be thanking God for that.